Hey, Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Would you rather have a 37-course lunch that likely costs as much of a Volvo station wagon or a Volvo station wagon? Um, lunch every day. <laughs> I actually could use the Volvo wagon. Yeah. Hit the theme music. That's that. Welcome ah. to lethargic <laughs> book people. Lethargic book people who aren't tired and full slightly hungover. <laughs> greasy food and yeah, slightly, just slightly, just a bit. Get fucking used to it, guys. Mm-hmm. Welcome, listener readers. To hello, slow readers. You're a weekly fast-paced literature podcast brought to you by Top Gallon Radio. This is the only explicit literature comedy uh-huh. podcast in the fucking market. We say wiener. We say penis. We say booty. We say dong. We say big old boobers. We say boober tubers. Yes, we do. Juice Town Boober, call out to Matt Struck. Hey, uh, boober tubers? No, Juice Town Boober is his rap name. Oh, okay. Oh, I like that. That's a good one. It's a good one. This is the only show where we have guests and we refuse to introduce them. We just stare at them. We just from the point. Other thing. Point. We gesture and then burp. I'm not touching you, but I'm getting there. Uh, uh, Gabriel? Yeah. Uh, first off, let's briefly introduce ourselves real quick. Gabriel, sure. what are you? Hello, everyone. My name is Gabe Mara. I'm a comedian every now and again. I'm a writer and a podcast producer. And if you're ordering frozen strawberry lemonades covered in vodka in the Studio City area of Los Angeles, California, I'm very well making it for you at the bar at Oyster House. Uh. Co-host, who are you? <laughs> I am Daniel Gonzalez. Gonzalez, Gonzalez. An audio producer, writer, editor, and an author of fiction. Of note. And Gabriel, mm-hmm. we have a little special thing going on today we do we do because uh we've been blessed mm-hmm. hashtag blessed hashtag blessed with, yeah. thank you I, I beat you to it yeah uh with, with fantastic guests in the in the past indeed uh but for the first time in a long ass time mm-hmm. we have a guest in studio yeah gabriel we're, we're wearing our hazmat suits uh-huh we're totally taking care of each uh, of each other mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> It sounds like a hand job. We're thing. sharing glasses. Uh, we're sharing glasses. We're swapping spit. Yeah, we're all gonna get mono. Uh, fuck yeah, we're gonna mono. We're not. We're not aiming for COVID. I, we're hope, I hope we get mono. You hope we get mono. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. Speaking of which, Gabriel. Yes. Who is in my walk-in closet? In Top Gallon Studio. In Top uh, Top Gallon Studio. We have a man about town. We mm-hmm. have a expert cook. Uh-huh. We have an amateur boxer. Uh, we yeah. have a um, prolific gardener. Oh. We have a fellow service industry professional. Uh-huh. We have a musician and rapper. Uh-huh. And we have one of my dearest friends in the world. Uh-huh. We have Mr. Ethan Parkinson. Ooh. Hello. Lean in, Booby. Hello, now, hello, hello. Now is your time to talk. And I like to call you E-Break. E-Break. <laughs> E-break. I forgot about that E-Break. Is, that is officially the name of you when you're on uh, Slow Readers right now. That's yeah. one of those, those those jabs that, you know, you, you come to like. Those, 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 it's your Boston nickname, right? E-Break. <laughs> E-Break. And these are the breaks. No, E-Break, PJ, and Scoop. Free B-Boy. Yo, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Ethan, a.k.a. E-Break. It's such a pleasure mm-hmm. to have you. Um, Thanks for being on the show, I'm really Ethan. glad to be here, yeah. This it, is great. You're visiting from the, from the East Coast. Over in uh, the sunniest day of, of California. <laughs> yeah. Um, the one fucking day where apparently it's going to rain tonight yeah. or some shit mm-hmm. uh, in July, June. June. What the fuck is it? June. It's June. Um, and yeah, it's it's such a pleasure. You've been here since yesterday morning-ish. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. And we, we've 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 had some adventures already. Yes, we have. Yes, you're we great. Have. You're both great hosts. Oh, thank you very Bobby. much. Appreciate thank- it. I'm glad to be here on the West Coast. The first time outside of... Uh, just passing through that I've actually yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, yeah um, you're, you're you're talking up down left everywhere I apologize like, I apologize what are you, I'm Ibrahim be- <laughs> I am oh Ethan, you it's like, Ethan a wonderful for listeners who don't know thank you for that our way. good friend Ibrahim Omar um, documentarian he famously appeared on the show <laughs> holding the microphone like like a stand up bit uh, and it's not a normal microphone it's a recording device yeah so the entire episode his, right his levels are flying are all overloading over the, place. the whole Time. And like crackling because he's he's like gripping it and passing it hand to hand. I'm that kind of, uh, yeah. I'm not <laughs> clearly. Oh, clearly, I'm, you're, that, I'm that kind of. Uh, clearly, you're the opposite <laughs> brute. Yeah, right. As I bump the table and almost knock all the equipment over. That's yeah, fun. with all the wine on the table. <laughs> Ethan, aka break. Yes. Mm. It, Ethan, do you want to introduce yourself to the No, listeners? no. I think you did a great job. In fact, I was yeah. I was almost I was worried that I'd have to introduce myself <laughs> because I'd be like oh, I'm a bartending the East stuff. <laughs> no, but yeah, no. Appreciate that's actually more praise than I deserve. But thank you. Oh, Bobby. And it's uh, you've. This is actually your second time on the show because, like, a million years ago, 
Third? Third time? No, no. Okay. We, we we did again. You were on our old show. That's on my list. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. So not this this show specifically. You, I think it might. Yeah. Twice. We did a Faulkner. Story did we do one before that? Yeah, I believe so. Just just Faulkner though. Mm. I, I just. Uh, the 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 one with the lady who who's dead the whole yeah, time. Uh, the Rose Rose Fremley. Rose Fremley. Yeah, the lady, the Rose, the dead. Yeah, Spoilers. you know details. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. The oh shit! Sorry, but oh, you know, zombies. it's been a century, so. Fuck yeah, man! I mean, yeah, that like, was a lifetime ago. The, for the people who haven't read the short story in since like nineteen. Bruce Willis is dead. Mm-hmm. He's a ghost. Or if you haven't listened to S Town. Yes. Mm. Oh, that sounds a good one. That's it, Ethan. It's such a pleasure to have you. And uh, and yeah, clearly also I, I should say that last week we're, we were we we actually have another episode planned ahead to do with uh, also a returning friend of the show and, mm-hmm. and previous guest, uh, Christy Bannon. Bannon. Brannon. Brannon. Superstar and Christy Brannon. Mr. Nar there. Uh, we're doing uh, the Martha Wells book, and we're potentially going to start doing that thing. So at this Murder, point, Bob. Ethan's going to be like, "Hey, I'm here." So it's like, "Fuck, let's do a thing with him." So yeah. We're, and yeah. And and Ethan, I it's hope a great impression. I hope you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is Ethan. <laughs> yeah. And for those of you who are worried, we are in fact being quite safe. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I I, I I kind of pulled a story out of my ass to do the, this with you, um, and I really hope that we, is, yeah, we did throw that on you. <laughs> I, I hope mm-hmm. it is thematically uh, resonant. It was uh, with, with you this day and age, and, yeah. this day and age, and also both of your uh, histories and backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, I selected uh, a, a story, technically an article mm-hmm. from a an essay, a, a, an essay collection uh, called "A Really Big Lunch" by Jim Harrison. The article itself is "A Really Big Lunch" by Jim Harrison. Yeah, <laughs> it appeared in the New Yorker. Yeah, here I meant to actually like look this up. I realized it's right before this. Well, the, the story was originally pu- published in two thousand four. Mm. The year I was born. Yeah, the year you were born. So we're all a bunch of kids. <laughs> yeah, we're all a bunch of babies. Oh, well, there's photo credits in the back. Hey. Yeah, fuck. Anyway, tight. Um, but yeah, uh, and this. Wait, Daniel, bu- did you introduce yourself? Yeah, 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 I did. Yeah, yeah. Did he? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't remember. It was oh, yeah, of note of fiction, right? And then you did me, and then I didn't do me because <laughs> I don't want to do me. That wasn't. But I'm gonna do me. me. Watch me do me. Watch me do me. <laughs> Commas and such. Uh, this is, we're all loopy. Anyway. We're, all yeah, we're all exhausted. I have to work. Oh, like, I love this. I have to I'm work not, an eight-hour shift after this. Yeah. Uh, let me know if we're, we're all cutting in time. It's like two p.m. right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. no, I, I don't actually have the clock until three thirty. I think it'd be that early. That said, hopefully we could do a potentially uh, uh, relatively short episode uh, because our batteries are kind of running low. But you know what it is. That said. Uh, let's actually let's get right into it because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this is the second time we're doing Jim Harrison, but like yeah. I, like I think we did like the other Jim Harrison story like roughly around the same time that we had Ethan on, which was like a million years yeah, ago. Yeah, before we were actually doing any kind of research, that was in my basement, it even slightly Fuck seriously. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, so it is my pleasure, fine basement indeed, to share with you, and hopefully, it's nice and cool. Hopefully, this is nice and short and whatnot. Some, huh. some, some research, some like little tidbits that are interesting about old Jim Harrison. DJ tidbits. Yeah, who's one of my favorite authors. Uh, Jim Harrison was a novelist, poet, essayist, critic, screenwriter, and gourmand. Uh. He's. Con- <laughs> He's considered <laughs> appropriate. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, that, that, that was that makes sense. He's mm-hmm. considered a master of the novella. Uh, Harrison once said, "The dream that I could write a good poem, a good novel, or even a good movie, for that matter, has devoured my life." He's also mm. one of the ugliest men in the history of He's the world. He's a very interesting looking person. He is very hideous. Uh, speaking of which, his uh, the next line, uh, his eye was fucked up at a young age mm-hmm. uh, when a girl he was playing with uh, rubbed glass into it. Oh rubbed? God. You, you don't yeah, do you, like, do you rub like, glass? Yeah, like imagine, I'm pretty sure you just cut with it. <laughs> I imagine just like glass, like gra- like granules. Yeah, I have like broken glass. So I no, I, so I, this is these are the details that are important to me. Like we're talking one big piece of glass. I know this is not important, but you can do this shit out. <laughs> um, yeah. Or is it? Are we talking like granules? And she's like, no, probably, what, yeah, probably what he's saying. Like palming it into it's his fucking eye. Kind of like how kids will like rub dirt into each other's face, like when they're playing kids do rough. That? Yeah. yeah, I mean they could. I don't know. I don't know. Kids are unpredictable, man. Well. Mm-hmm. In kids particular, this girl rubbed sociopath. glass into his eye, which explains, like, if you ever see a picture of him, he's an interesting-looking guy. Oh, there's someone for you, Ethan. Yeah, he, he's fat, uh, he looks goofy, and he has one eye that's, like, Are all you pulling up a picture? Yeah. Oh, no, I saw it. I know, I saw it. No, you the... can get a nice, good picture. That, oh, I mean, yeah, let's get an HD. I want to see that eye. If you don't mind, here, one second. I'm going to continue with these real quick. Uh, he lived in both Arizona and Montana, often described uh, as part of the like original Montana lifestyle crew and whatnot. And he often wrote about the country, which was often threatened by annoying outsiders buying up land and being obnoxious. Uh, mm. He he claims that he fell off a cliff while bird hunting, and basically while he was in bed recovering... He was young. He looks like a normal Good guy. Lord, where is he looking? 
<laughs> oh, oh uh, sorry about that. Oh, hey, no pop filter. Go on, Daniel, please. Okay. Uh, while he was in bed recovering, a friend recommended writing a book. The book became Wolf of False Memory, which is his first novel. Wolf so, of Wall Street? Yeah, Wolf on Wall Street. He wrote Wolf on Wall Street. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had very little literary success in America, uh, even though he like received, like he was like a Guggenheim like fellowship person, and he won like all the awards and shit, but like he didn't sell very well. Very popular, though, in France. Mm. French people. Oh, here's a good, better. Here's a good photo of him. That's a good one. Good Lord. That's how yeah. all, That's like... Yeah. Imagine that Danny guy DeVito. like hitting on your daughter at a college. Which he did because he was he was a total <laughs> slob. In, in case you can get that from like reading about his philosophies on food. Um, one second. He had very little success. Uh, French people loved it because he was very frank about like sex, food, and violence and whatnot. That and like was like really close to what they like. Um, one of his very Six few, food. one of his very few successes was like the Legends of the Fall uh, novella collection. Uh, Jack Nicholson apparently gave him like thirty grand to essentially like, support himself while he was writing it. Uh, yeah, and two of those—that crazy money right there. Two of those three mo- uh, uh, novellas were made into movies. There was *Revenge*, which starred uh, Kevin Costner and directed by Tony Scott, which I, I didn't really know about. And there's *Legends of the Fall*, which is made into a fairly successful 1994 movie starring Brad Pitt and directed by Edward Zwick, a movie I refuse to see. Uh, I, hear, I hear it's beautifully shot. And uh, yeah, just to speed things up a little bit. No, Daniel. Um, Slow it down. He, Slow it down. No, I refuse to. Slow it down, uh, baby. Where's the show? Anthony Bourdain. This is fast readers. Anthony Bourdain. Baudouin? Was a massive fan of Harrison. That makes all the fucking sense in the world. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It, we'll, we'll talk about it in a moment. Uh, Harrison appears in an episode. I'm like craning my head to read this. Uh, <laughs> appears in an episode of No Reservations, which is season five's uh, Montana episode. Really oh, good episode. we watch that. We'll watch that later. We should. Totally. Uh, Harrison also appeared in season seven of Parts Unknown. His episode aired on May of 2016, which was like roughly two months after Harrison had died. Right around the time. Really? Really? getting into Jim Harrison. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, um, I the first story I read, f- read of his was Legends of the Fall, which everyone proclaims is like, it's fantastic. I was picking it up and I was like, this guy is an amazing writer. And a month later, he died. Yeah, I, f- <laughs> yeah. I feel like part of the reason why Daniel wanted to start Slow Readers was so we could talk about Jim Harrison. Yeah, one of them. And Bill Faulkner. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to make you read manga. Yeah. And you want to make me read read, read manga. And We're going to do all of One Piece. We went halfway and did a lot of Joyce Carol yeah, pretty much. Which is basically mm. somewhere between Shonen Jump and... We follow our whims. Jim Harrison. Ethan. Okay, mm. E-Break. Mm. Are you familiar at all with Jim Harrison? No. This is the first time I've heard of him. Have you heard of Legends of the Fall, song Brad Pitt? And the movie, Hopkins? and I know that's sacrilegious only. It's I've not heard the, the source material. I heard it's not very good. <laughs> it's an Edward Zwick movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the man of the most what? subtle music cues in the history of the world. <sighs> Ethan, Zwick, have you seen the movie Love and Other Drugs? <laughs> no. That movie... <laughs> It has the wildest case of like tone shifting and really, really awful model and drama combined with shockingly realistic storytelling. It's a kind of a fucking mess, and I love it. Oh, all right, okay. I didn't know where that was going. Imagine I didn't know it was stirring like drama a denigration about, or a, a about Parkinson's disease combined with Josh Gad showing up and like touching his dick every other scene. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's I, it's and then a graphic sex between Jake Gyllenhaal and Anne Hathaway. That I have. Seen. It's a hot yeah. mess, but I love it. The the only person who has ever discussed this movie since it came out in like 2008 is Gabe, mm-hmm. and I can't stress Josh Gad is horrendous in that movie. He's, he's awful. Like that's that's tough. That's that's off brand for him. He, he's Tony, like, Tony Award winner Josh Gad. He's so lovable. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. Um, he's never obnoxious, uh, and anything else. Um, but no, he plays uh, he plays uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's brother, who's like a slob. He's like unemployed, and he he's is the most forced fat guy comic relief from 1992 it, ever. Yeah, mm. it crosses a line. Like, I'm, not, I'm not a fan. Or... I'm not a fan of the, of the fat comedy. It's like yeah, it's bad. Way back it's when. In film school, read it's, an article that was like, "Oh yeah, like this. This is what all of these movies have been doing." John Candy made this kind of archetype, and then everyone like, "What's shit?" I mean, what what can you make fun of? But like, having a one note, there's there's no there's no depth to fat characters, mm-hmm. and it that's one of those things that you would think that I'd be like, "Yeah, forget it," like point and laugh, but not nah, <laughs> yeah. So, so you do not know Jim Harrison, yeah, right? Yeah, let's Sorry, get back no. on point. Yeah, I, I, that was my tangent. Gabe, uh, Gabriel, and again, like, do you, do you know? Have you? Obviously, we did uh, Legends of the Fall. We read that together a while ago. Uh-huh. Are you familiar at all with his food writing? I actually bought this book yep. and then gave it to you. Yeah, because I didn't read it. Is that your yes? copy? Yeah, no, I, I like, I love food writing. For me, mm. that's a thing that I'm very passionate about. Mm-hmm. That I would love to be a food writer someday in the future. That's something I'm very interested in doing. 
Um, uh, but Very mainstream to say, but Kitchen Confidential changed it for me too. Oh, absolutely. And it, it almost seems like what I want to say before is that it's it, like if men could give mm-hmm. birth, it <laughs> her, uh, Bourdain would have came out of yeah. Jim Harrison. Speaking yeah. of Bourdain, it reminds me that in his collection, Medium Raw. Um, his very f- the, f- the introduction is this wonderful essay that is exactly like a really big lunch that I'm certain was inspired by Jim Harrison, yeah. where he talks about he's invited to this super elite private dinner and they <laughs> have um they have Ortolan. You guys know what Ortolan is? No sir. Ortolan is a tiny tiny bird hmm. that you that is supposedly oh, yeah, drowned yeah. in cognac or ammoniac, and then it's, it's and then it's fried. Yeah, <laughs> no way they drown alive. And then they uh, and then they roast it and they eat it whole. You eat the whole fucking bird. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to cover your face and put the whole bird in your mouth and just eat it. And like it's supposed well, to be like, like wait, so it's a crazy. I know you're eating the bones, but are yeah. you? You're just supposed to the all at once. The whole bird, yeah, in your mouth at once. Or can you take a bite out of it? The, the like po- a sandwich. The purpose is it's supposed to be almost like a like an appetizer kind of thing, but you put the whole thing in your mouth. The whole purpose is... So, like, like okay, a, a so famous, that's specific. You have to specifically yeah, do that. A famous wow. gourmand, historically, was like the one who... I think it might have been like like a, a French king, even. Mm-hmm. The whole thing was that you want to savor this delicious dish so much, you cover your face with a napkin, and you put the bird in your mouth, and you eat it blind. And uh, it kind of became a almost illegal thing to serve because the bird started going extinct. Uh-huh. So Bourdain is like, yeah, we had this highly illegal dinner, and mm. I fucking loved it. The, the, this, and I know we'll get into the actual uh, really big lunch, but I immediately reminded me of. And by the way, speaking of which, this is the master classes. You guys can have those if you want, because I just bought them. Fuck off, yeah, off a, off a whim. Yeah. But Anthony Bourdain's master classes. Uh, no. Thomas Keller. Thomas cool. Keller. Thomas Keller, the writer of Schindler's List. No, Thomas Keller, the no, chef. No, I'm sorry. That's, that's yeah, not, I mean, that's another. I, you could have fooled me, man. He's the one who designed the ratatouille and ratatouille. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, he's like maybe so one of the top he, three chefs in America. When Bourdain visited with, uh, you know, Eric Repair and, and a few of their old chef buddies, one was from Manhattan. Like, you know, imagine being a child, a professional being a child, and like a kid in a candy store. Mm-hmm. When they went to Tom, and, and the guy is just as unpretentious as the chef who prepared the lunch for Jim Harrison, but they got there, and there was course after course after course after course. And at one point, uh, Thomas Keller, at least in uh, Bourdain's mind, Bourdain's like, oh, he's fucking with me. But again, it's just the creativity and just the love for the craft. He, he put out a, a, a dessert because he knew uh, Bourdain was smoking Marlboros at the time, that was infused with Marlboro tobacco. That's so cool. Mm. Yeah, and he's like, fuck. And he's like, eating, he's like, this is fucking. This is like not an insult. He's like, fuck you. You know, like, yeah, no, you yeah, you I caught me. That. You 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 pinned me against the wall, kind of thing. All right, that's cool. Nailed to the wall, rather <laughs> not pinned. Pin me to the wall. He, I, he probably would have let him after that meal. <laughs> also, I just want to say that uh, that bird dish that gave us uh, it was featured in an episode of Succession. Oh, that's right. We yeah. talked about this. The yeah. on thing, and I think I was like. I'm pretty sure it's illegal to have Ortolan. Yeah, like, and that's kind of like the the point where it is. It is Tom from Succession. Uh, who, who's the the other guy? What's his name? Greg. Greg. Uh, Greg, who's like basically like a poor layabout, and essentially like he's like, yeah, you're fucking rich, man. Enjoy it. Here's this fucking highly illegal bird thing. You got to yeah. cover your face and eat it at one that's thing. That's right. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And like, yeah, that is the. T- <laughs> not not to get into it, Ethan, because it's another sidebar. But have you oh, seen we Succession? Get into it. No, no, I uh, missed that must. phenom. We're you gonna must, we're gonna binge it the whole time that Gabe's uh, at work. If, if I'm going into work, it's the same guy who did Wire. The Wire. No. What am I thinking? I'm thinking of the, uh, the same guy who did for, 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 for um, uh, he, he was, yeah, he was like, he was like one of like the head writers of, uh, the thick of it, uh, in the loop. God damn, I'm uh, out of the loop. I don't know anything <laughs> about what you're saying. All right, well, we'll talk about anyway, that. Anyway, that's yes. it. A really okay. big lunch. I want you to okay. put your heads together mm-hmm. and tell me what happens in the exciting adventure story. Is, are we starting this game now? Of a really no, no, no. Okay. I was like, shit. That's, that's where I started putting my fists up. I was like, oh, <laughs> doing that shit. Are we talking no, about? He, oh, we a Pavlovian put, dog over here. I start getting serious, and he's like, "Are we playing a game?" <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> all right, Tra- but, uh, we. Well, I Pavlovian want, trauma. I want mm-hmm. you. We're all younger brothers in this room. All y'all. Oh yeah. I want all y'all motherfuckers. Uh, oh, Who's getting serious? Tell me what happens in the story. A really big launch. All right, you go first. No, I'll go. Sure. No, I'm, no, you go. Sure. No, I'm, I'll, I'll go. Let's let's do it nice and quick, nice and nice, high and tight, like our haircuts. Mm, yeah. Um, let's see. So, Jim Harrison discusses how much he loves to fucking eat, obviously, <laughs> and he talks about how, as you said in the beginning in our cold open, that 
once upon a time he had like a 37 course lunch was it 37 37 i thought it was 50 at first but i think he, he talks about having a 50 course one point well it's 50 point. for 50 years anyway it doesn't yeah, matter that's a minor birthday. detail when you read it but it's like a 37 course lunch that was like a high point of his fucking life for a he friend talks, it wasn't his it was his friend's 50th birthday yeah um so he, um, he and a friend of his who was a renowned chef in the world mark minot and another and a guy like this gerard gerard uh yeah, Gerard. Gerard Mano. No, Gerard no. Oberle. I have to. Apo- yeah, something like that. Ober, Oberly. Ober, Ober, Ober. I have to apologize because uh, I've been getting when I retell some uh, factoids from the story. I always thought that Gerard Depardieu, no. who, who appears mm. briefly, oh, he's in this, there. Like, does, does I like think a you lot told of, me about. He that was lucky like, enough Gerard to be Depardieu there. It, it was. Cook? He gets mentioned, but like he's. But like after that, he's talking about the other Gerard Oberle. Yeah. Or yeah. Orbele? So they Orbele. So um, they talk the the meal. Uh, they go to the meal, and basically, yeah, it's combining his kind of. His understanding, and this is the terms that I think, is in terms of food, but it's like it's almost like a religious experience, but almost a sacrilegious experience, mm-hmm. um, and just dish after dish after dish after wine, French obscure wines, obscure pairings, as you said, Daniel, foods that you like never even heard of. Yeah, yeah. and it's just every decadent. dish has so much like complication. Every every dish has an item like like oh like sheep brain cool or like um testicles at one point <laughs> yeah, um it's it's just like a it's, it's basically dizzying. it's dizzying it's a dizzying ongoing description of this fucking insane meal he had and a kind of like mindset of what it means to be a gourmand to force mm-hmm. yourself to eat and enjoy your <laughs> life and also kind of like want to just collapse but mm-hmm. also just breathing it in juxtaposed to an o'hare hot dog you know yeah like, yeah. you know, so there's, there's not really a Which plot isn't, or a story no. to go into. <laughs> it's just um, uh, Jim Harrison it's writing it's an beautifully about complete indulgence. How does he remember all of those wines, the names, well, the there, years, the, the courses? Yeah. Oh, so they, they I, made I, the I menu? Should, okay. Yeah, I should say, um, yeah, because like I think they were giving like, copies of the well, menu. I mean, they, it, yeah. right, after the, copies the menu. right after the story, there's a, a chapter called Carts, which is basically like literally the menu that it is. Mm-hmm. And it is mixed with like poetry. It's based on like, it has like, it says right here. There's a page called Principal Works, which is like this is the literature that the menu is based on. Jesus yeah, Christ. and the dates See, on them are six. I'm glad that you're getting into that because the, 1823. Like mm-hmm. it, the, the, my my favorite part is is the mystique and yet some uh, simple nature. Like, but force the, the the chef. Like, what the fuck? I want to know about this guy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like it. A lot of it is a search through history for them. Like the three of them together, Mark Minot, um, Jim Harrison, and his friend Gerard. They're all like their whole point they're all like worldly heavily studied um gourmands and this is what they want to do they want to just indulge and eat and learn because for them it's a learning experience to try all these dishes because uh, the whole thing was built out of research mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty tight it's uh it's and uh i do want to say that like um th- not only does this get like the title like reference and whatnot uh, a really big lunch but uh, it is kind of like this thing that like Harrison has been infamously known to be a part of this like 37 course 11 hour lunch mm-hmm. um, that like basically like this is him like even like because I read I read like a good hundred pages of this I haven't read the whole thing you know it's, just, it's, it's it is a collection of his articles that he published like yeah. throughout like 20 years they're highly literary but um, they're also American which yeah. is cool like he like but like he, uh, I'm uh, right now. I'm like uh, my mind is getting crossed from these others. He talks about getting so pissed off at America from reelecting George W. Bush mm-hmm. that he's like, "Well, fuck you! I'm going to France." And he went to France and just drank and ate a lot uh-huh, for so, four more years. For four, for like not even four more years, for like a few months, and then came back. I believe it. But like it's him gonna be like, "I was so fucking pissed off. I went over to France briefly mm-hmm. and then came back." Weird. <laughs> So let's let's talk yeah. about this, Ethan. As our mm. guest, first of all, please tell us in the audience what your relationship is to cooking, food, and enjoyment of food. Oh shit! Okay, I like that question. Thanks, um, man. <laughs> thank you. Um, so, um, at one point I wanted to do it as a vocation, but then I realized uh, a, a wise person in my life once said, "Don't don't work. Don't basically don't turn your hobby into work because then you'll hate it." Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, you know, I worked in restaurants. I started out in, in grocery and just service and stuff like that. Um, and nothing lights the child light in me more than mm-hmm. more than cooking. I, I can't really describe it. But once I started growing food and seeing these organisms, you know, it really people question if plants are alive or not. Mm-hmm. And on my fourth or fifth, ooh, hey from from the from the depths um 
working with plants, it's they're clearly they move, they change, they adapt. They're they're living despite uh, you're, talking about, you're talking about your history of being like working in agriculture. Yes, yes, agriculture, which which will lead in into the into the food thing, mm-hmm. um, but that made me kind of become very interested in sourcing, because uh, when you start with what's in the ground, um, it really became an obsession of mine. One, I hate waste. Two, mm-hmm. to kind of use every part of everything if I can. Don't get me wrong; we all have our there's a buffalo chicken, half a buffalo chicken pizza in my <laughs> fridge a thousand miles away. Mm-hmm. There's one in here, too, in our fridge. There, oh, yeah, I love buffalo chicken yeah. pizza. But the... I, um, I started to get deeper and deeper into food. I started looking on YouTube, and I started to learn technique. And my my one friend... Uh, and if I'm... Dude, cut me off if, in a minute if I'm, if I'm no, rambling. No, no, no. My one friend... Uh, so you got to learn technique first, and he was absolutely right. So I can... You know, it's like a, when you learn a language... And they're all interconnected, and that's one of those things that led me also into this journey. Is you got to find commonalities between each part of your life, like learning a language, for example. If you learn a romantic language, you find the root. <laughs> pun intended. Mm-hmm. The 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 um the root of the grammar, which would be uh, the conjugations and uh, the pronouns, and then the verb tensing and changing. Once you do that, you can grow. You understand. You can't learn vocabulary in a different language. You can't be like, "Oh, I know the few words." It's like uh-huh. no. When people are like, "Oh, I can say," I know. You know, no. You, you have to know how to do to say active and directed kind of phrases, and then you can pepper it. Hey. <laughs> I hate how fucking punny I'm being right now, but it, it, it's just coming naturally. Uh-huh. Um, you can pepper it with other things. So learning the root of agriculture fed my knowledge of want or fed my desire to want to cook. And then when I started cooking, when you cook something. And three hours after you get to eat it, it's. You, I don't care if you go to the nicest restaurant. Ever, it, there's something very special about that. So mm-hmm. it, it's That's a connection true. to the heart. It's a connection to me. It's a connection to history. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it all becomes interconnected. I mean, a kind of funny like like association for me is that I often find that when I'm done cooking, I don't want to eat anymore. Oh no, abso- no, absolutely not. Like, exactly. Like example, I, for example, I'll make um I'll make my Filipino egg rolls, the lumpia, and I I will I will eat maybe three maybe like three to ten out of a 60 batch because i just making it like i love the process i love cooking cooking is probably the best thing i can do for myself to relax like even when i'm playing video games and watching movies i'm not really relaxing i am aware dimly in my mind that i'm not doing anything productive maybe movies maybe because i'm studying which is work instead so for me the two things i can do to make myself calm down is do laundry and cook yeah, because they're they're active things. That's and a really still, important and, and point. Cooking there's a creative aspect to it. That's a really important point. Now this is like a therapy show, but yeah, I think video games are like movies for me. You you, you need that stimulation to keep your mind away from impending yeah. the doom of reality, which is you know it's important, but it's also all... difficult. Yes, um, that's the sound of Ethan quietly throwing up. <laughs> 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 losing well, losing my train of thought. I apologize. Oh, we'll come back to it. Daniel, yeah, yeah, yeah. what about you? You are like we're all we're all good cooks in this room. We're yeah. doing to yes. like food, like to, oh, we like to eat. Like I remember. To cook. I apologize. Oh, go ahead. Um, thank you for dealing with my amnesia. But yeah, no, when you cook and you don't want to eat, like I I hosted my family at my new apartment. Oh yeah. And there, yeah, there is no as I told the chef that the bar you work for the the bar the bar at oyster, oyster house mm-hmm. um there is no better joy than seeing someone's reaction when they eat something yeah absolutely i became like it's that point when at christmas you you don't care about receiving gifts mm-hmm. you just like giving gifts so i did, i was not hungry at all and i made this meal i just want to see that first bite and that reaction yeah. so maybe that's the high that this chef gets who cooked the 37 course meal yeah i mean like uh especially like these stupidly like like insightful and and amazing and just like like they live for this kind of shit like one of my favorite documentaries is Jiro Dreams of Sushi and it's something and like that has it's such like an yeah like that it's just thinking about this where you need to eat it and he literally puts it in front of you and stares at you while you eat it Hmm. Um, not like enjoying it at all, but he just watches you. See, there's that sense though. <laughs> yeah. This is where it separates, like in my opinion, Japanese food and just Jiro in general mm-hmm. are, are masters of the craft. Like, you know, you go you go to Thailand, then the teachers are treated like military. Mm-hmm. You go to Japan, the cooks they can you cannot thank you open 
a sushi joint. Like, if you're like, oh, I'm just going to do... No, it's a legacy thing. They're there mm-hmm. for 45 years. So there is a mm-hmm. difference between the decadent cooking, which is just masterful, like you would have with, like... I don't know. Name any glutton chef, whatever. But and then, but the, Emeril, the, Mario Vitelli, both, both perfect. Actually, I was thinking Mario. Sure. But then and does the introduction to this book, by the way. In Japan, <laughs> not going to get into that, by the way. Well, that yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, didn't yeah, age yeah, well, yeah, but okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he was on, anyway. He was on an episode two, and I was like, oh, shit, well, in two years, this dude's going to be fucking hot water. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the discipline factor. That's that's the separator. Mm-hmm. Jiro, yes, wants that. But it's one of the lessons I learned early was you're recreating, I think it is Njiro, the same thing. It is Njiro. Probably, yeah. Yeah. You're not, it's, he wants to be like, is it good? Because that's why I do it. But he's like, what can I do better? Yeah, and there's that improving. discipline. Exactly. Yeah. He's like he was like 80 years old or something like that when he did the documentary and he was like he's like yeah no the the point is I keep doing it because there's it, it's not good enough or something. Yeah. 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 Which it's, is it's fucking That's the It is amazing. Yeah, it is. And uh and like I don't I personally do barely understand anything any of the food that's being described in this. It's so like cra- it's like what Gabe's description of that bird meal it's like it's like describing that. I'm just like, what? Well, what? I'm not gonna lie. When you guys I'm were doing, you guys were doing levels, and I might as well. Like, I was a Neanderthal. Like, I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. But no. I admire it. Like, I'm watching you guys do your intro, and I'm kind of like, is there no, the need for this pomp and circumstance? But if you don't have that discipline, here's the here's the connector. If you don't have that discipline, yeah, you don't have a fucking consistent show. And, and yeah. I, I, I admire it. I just want to be like, yeah, fart jokes and pussy. But like, <laughs> you guys, you guys, it's it's, yeah. it's a treat to watch. Right? Branding, yeah. baby. Branding. That's it. <laughs> Get that Ex- money. Explicit shit. <laughs> yep. uh, that's it. I uh, hate to do this. I think we're going a bit long. Let's go on yep. break real quick. Sure. All right. When we come back, we're gonna do a game. Mm-hmm. And we come back from. The, after the following that's break, that's when the fun happens. That's when that's when we're finally going to talk yeah. about our feelings. Because I hate games. Our feelings. <laughs> oh, you're going to love this game. Feelings. No, it's a fun game. We no, promise. I'm just fucking around. I'm you're just love it. My, the competitor in me is like anxious. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I, I want to beat Gabe, but fuck him if he. All right, that's it. Okay, Gabriel. Yes, yes. Throw us a break. Okie chokey. Welcome back. Milk thistle. Milk thistle. Thank Listen, you. If you didn't say readers. <laughs> You guys have the same shitty mindset. <laughs> yeah. Get it because I shit? Yeah, Cause we're... Because the liver and, and then you shit from your liver. You get it? I guess. Kind of like how you're <laughs> leaning into that microphone. I'm playing. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> no, uh, welcome back to the other stories of Daniel. I'm still Gabe. M- milk Thistle. And, yeah. And, and Milk Thistle E-Break Ethan. over here. Yeah. My name is Ethan. Yeah, Milk Thistle E-Break. Nick, E-break. Milk Thistle E-Break. That's wow. like a neutral milk hotel album. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah, yeah I like that. that. That's a lot. I like it. This is uh, this is slow readers. All we're right. still a comedy literature show. We're I'll I'll, I'll try and drag this mm. into a a, 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 a a direction here. So now is the exciting part of the game. I know E Break here, aka Ethan, is very excited for this part. Mm. Yes, mm. it's game time, baby. This is the part where Gabriel mm-hmm. and Ethan are going to go head to head, go face to face against one another. And a non-literary literary game. And something he's I like win. to... He's going to win. You know that. Well, I... Yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> wanted to... I definitely wanted to, like, put... Like, really put the ball in your court. But you were fighting me every fucking step of the way. I mean, I'll, I'll ball you up. D you up. Maybe I'll win that one. But D- I'm not D- winning this. Basketball for... They, they, oh, people yeah. listening. We don't fucking about. do sports here. We read I know, books. I would yeah. win that I only one, watch though. sports narratives. We, we get fat on fucking food. <laughs> That's what we do in this house. Yeah. That's it. You didn't see this Tommy belly? Tommy check. <laughs> you didn't see this belly? Tommy check. That's it. Oh, yeah, shut up. Right. Okay. That's it. Right, fair enough. <laughs> That's it. We're Take playing a reins. game. We're playing a game. Playing a game. Called Gatekeeper. 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 Seasons wait. Gatekeeper is the game that we love to play. I hold my finger up because I think <laughs> I... He knows I'm going to interject. I took, <laughs> I, it's just like, I took, not now. I, I want to take a pause where I sure, cut in a please. little bit of music sting. I knew you were going to talk to it like this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> not, that, not to be rude, but it's like I needed to do yes. that. I'm sorry. No worries, man. It's a cue. It's funny. That's it. E-break. Mm. Let me explain to you and the listeners and also to Gabriel how to do Gatekeeper, especially competitive Gatekeeper. Yeah. Because the rules are always changing. Yes, they are. Gabriel and Ethan. Yep. Uh, so, Gatekeeper, the game where you have to guess the answer of the subject that I provide you. Uh, the rules are, you will be playing against one another. The winner is the contestant who ends up with the most points, not whoever guesses correctly. Yes. I mean, most likely that, that is the case. Like the but SATs. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, you will take turns selecting a random number uh, between 1 and 10. Mm-hmm. The number will correspond with which gate you get, aka hint. Sure. Um, the player takes a turn either making an attempt to guess the answer, passing, or asking a yes or no question. Yes, a yes or no question is worth 5 points, yeah. and we start with 10 points. Yes, Yeah. each player starts with 10. points. A Poker. Player- yeah. A, a player who passes loses a point. Mm-hmm. So if you if you don't want to guess, you lose a point. Uh, if a player guesses and guesses wrongly, mm-hmm. you lose two points, not lost two points. Yep. Uh, yes, I'm reading off something. Uh, a yes or no question will cost you five points. You can only ask one yes or no question. Uh, and a player who passes or uses up their turn gives uh, gives the opponent a chance to guess before, so that person has to gather. So who wants to be a millionaire in Family Feud? Okay, this is this yeah, is like it's a good amount together. Yeah. Wait, so Daniel, how many points is the correct answer worth? Uh, I wasn't gonna, gonna get to that next one. Well, yeah, yeah. Then the next person gets to go. Uh, basically, the correct answer wins you five points. All right. Yes, I brought mm. it up. Mm. Mm. I like oh, yeah. it. So that way, who's keeping score? I'll, I'll keep score. Okay, oh, I was gonna you. say that they, um, we'll just, just hold up our fingers and keep track. Of uh, yeah, I'll. Yeah, if you want to do that, go for it. Actually, I gotta think and do at the same time. Yeah, yeah baby. Uh, so I, I'll tell you how You're many. You're a bartender. Things, yeah. That's actually really You're smart. Right, yeah. So, are you two ready to play gatekeeper? Yeah, gatekeeper. we're getting a workout in too. This is gonna this is gonna start yeah. to hurt. I'm actually I'm a T Rex it. There you go. T Rex <laughs> that shit. All right, talking about arms. The subject. I think they know. The subject that you guys have to correct. Guess the correct. Item, or the fuck you want to call it, is winner of Best Picture at the Academy Awards. Oh. So y'all need to guess what Best Picture winner I have written down. Why are you pointing to your <gasps> dick? I'm uh, not my dick. My dick. <laughs> I, th- that was a this year. No, no, no. Just, just. If I'm pointing to my dick, I will. You're going to know. I'm not going to be gonna so point, about it. He's going to point way over there. You're pointing I'll be, really I'll get low. That's how far I'll get it's real going. close. Uh-huh. Just to you. Just, just like. Be just like, to the, the slow jerk. Be like, how far do you think To him, goes? I'll just start <laughs> jacking him off on the couch. And he's playing video games. To you, I'm going to. I was playing golf story. Moving on. That's a bunch of jerk offs. All right, let's do it. Hold up those hands. Yes. Because we're starting the music. All right. Ba-ba. Now I have a virtual mental coin. Okay. Uh, Ethan, you are you are the guest. <laughs> I like You're, it. I like it. You are the guest. Mm. Uh, I want you to pick. No, fuck it. Pick a number. <laughs> pick a number between one and ten. Seven. Gabe goes first. All right. All right. Cool. Gabriel, hold up those hands. Fingies up. Integrity, like you better. It better have been. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. It was heads or tails. It's odds or evens. Okay. Um. Gabriel, mm-hmm. I need you to pick a number between one and ten. Seven. Seven. Okay. That's like a copycat. Can't fucking this shit. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Gabriel. Yeah. Gate number seven. Okay. The film was adapted into a 2008 miniseries of the same name. 2008 miniseries of the same name. And I have to say, right now is Gabe's turn to try to try to guess the answer. Hmm. Pass. I do also need that remediation, so thank you. Or ask a yes or no question. Hmm, 2008. That's interesting. Miniseries? Yeah, that was like 40 years ago. Yeah. A, million year, a million years ago. <laughs> Most of those years. I was... am going to pass for now. Sorry, okay. I don't know when that is. <laughs> Siri. Thank you, Siri. Siri woke up. Oh, Siri. Uh, Gabriel? Yes. Take one of them fingies down. Alrighty. And now it's time for E-Break over here. Put your fucking hands up. I got my hands right here. Okay. They're on his lap. Now's your turn. You. Do you want to take a guess? No. Or do you want to pass? Uh, pass is what? Five or one? Uh, pass. Well, at this point, like, uh, you just, like, you lose a, you lose a finger. No. <laughs> no, I'm just... <laughs> um, <laughs> Yakuza style, bro. Yeah. Um, so if I pass, he gets another clue? No, no. you get to, you get to pick one through ten. Third clue. And get a new clue. Bye-bye, finger. Okay. Gabe, uh, Gabriel. Scores Ethan, nine five. to nine. <laughs> I want you to pick a number. Mm. Between one and Six. Ten. Six. Are you fucker? Yeah. All right. Yeah, fuck you too. All right. Here's 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 one. We'll see. Your your gate. Your hint. The author of the novel of one of the other nominated films called the movie trash. <laughs> the author of the novel of one so of the other time. nominated films called okay. this movie trash. Oh eight. Ethan. Now's the time. You can either pass mm. and give Gabe a chance to sweep this under your feet. He looks confused. I'll take a finger. Okay. Okay. Very quick. Gabe, do yeah. you want to take a guess or do you want to pass and guess another hint? Called movie trash. Also, I, don't, I, I, I like to talk out my thoughts, but I feel like I'm giving like, even an advantage yeah, if I do that. You will be. No, talk, baby. Let's see. 
you're feeding into his The 08 awards were for 2007, weren't they? Yes. Keep in mind, that was the year the miniseries came out. This does not help the me at all. The miniseries? Yes. Okay, that, that was the thing I forgot about. Okay. Fuck, so, yeah. So a miniseries by the same name came out in 2008, and uh, the author of one of one of the other nominated films called the movie Trash. Okay, boy. So does it get more obscure as we go to three? No, you're randomly guessing. Just random. No, I mean, like, your clues... Yeah, you're, no, we're you're all, they're guessing. random. You're randomly all selecting random. them. So, like, some of them are actually painfully oh. obvious. Some of them are. Oh, okay. I have, like, so I have, we, like, went, we went real deep. I, I have on one or two of them one. that are purposely very, kind of, like, obscure. Okay, okay. fair enough. Oh, wait, miniseries? That's the thing that's killing me. Oh, man, I think Gabe needs to pass. I don't know, man. Okay, I need to pass. All right. So, you're down to eight. <laughs> we are tied. Gabriel, I need you to pick a number between one and ten. Okay. Um, sorry, what was Ethan's last clue again? We call it trash? trash. Okay. Um, two. Okay. Scores eight to eight. Gabriel, mm-hmm. this film is one of the most controversial Best Picture winners. That's so not helpful. <laughs> it's a little more on the vague side. That's an extremely vague clue. Boy, I can't even stab at this. What was an 08 miniseries? I want to say it's like Mildred Pierce. Because that was a miniseries that came out around that time. I just got past the shit wall. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I dug, dug back there. I'm trying to... This is, I'm playing mind games now. Because mm-hmm. um, I had... You ever have that like, oh God, that's what happened. But I'm good. I'm over the other side. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to shut up because it's his turn. Daniel, you know what? I like to play aggressive. You know I do. Ooh. Is it Mildred Pierce? Is that your big guess? It is. Gabriel, take away two fingers. Two fingers? Damn it. And Ethan. Wait, what am I at? I'm at six? You're sure. at eight, so you're at six. Six, six. fuck. Hey, God damn it. Ethan, AKA break, now's your, t- now's your chance to kind of make a guess, or you can pass and get another hint. I'm passing, baby. Either way, you're in the lead I'm so passing, far, so take off one of them thingies. I'm taking the thingy down. Yeah. Okay, okay. E-break, mm. pick a number one through ten. Three. Three, okay. Okay, this will hopefully give you guys... Uh, a, a great hint in the right direction. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I'm getting five. I'm, walk, I'm walking home with five. The, <laughs> the film came out between now and 9 11. You're fucking kidding me. Like 2001, of course. So the film, like, alright, so walking, walking through. The film, fucking man, come on, Jesus Christ. Alright, uh, the miniseries is 2008. Miniseries with the same name came out in 2008. Mm hmm. When the uh, film came out between nine, now and 9 11. Yes, since 9 so, Basically, it's, it's a movie that came out post 9 11. So we're talking about 19 years. Yes. Because I, I, extremely I know controversial. It was a controversial. Not ex- I don't want to say extremely controversial. That's kind of like I don't know. What yeah, like, that's that. that's what makes extremely vague. What yeah. defines controversy? Uh, and the author of the author of one of the novels, the author the author of the novel of one of the other nominated movies called this movie trash. Hmm. Called the movie trash. Yes, this movie trash. And uh, I'm sorry, 2008 the miniseries. Yes, 2008 the miniseries. Okay. Yes. It is Ethan Stern, right? Yes, okay. it is. And this is a random Academy Award winner between it's now and 9-11. Yes. That we have to guess. Post-9-11. Yes. Out of those 19 movies, there's kind of a great hint there already that, Take like, my finger. That really... Okay. Take them one fingers away. Mm-hmm. So you're done Six. Six, okay. We're tied. Gabriel. I'm playing. I'm, play, I'm playing high and tight. Okay. Because I think... I'm almost certain this was close made to... into a miniseries, and it's, I think, one of the very oh, all-time worst... Oh, please guess. Um, ...best picture winners. Daniel, was it Crash? This movie crashes. That what you're gonna guess? Yes. Gabriel? No shit. Fuck out of here. Really? Add five fingers. Yes. <laughs> How many? Get the fuck? Fuck? He's got eleven fingers. Well, no one has eleven uh, fingers. I'm but... really surprised that none of y'all got that. That's fucking. Uh, cause shit. Man. Annie That's Pearl, great. author of a short story, Brokeback Mountain, called the movie trash. Like everyone <laughs> called that movie trash. Yeah, but specific. Yeah, yeah. And like, I love, I love that Annie Pearl did that. Like, she was really yeah. bitter about it too. She's like, fuck that yeah, Matt, movie. Matt Dillon ended racism by pulling her from the fucking car. <laughs> and Dick. Um, and again, like, uh, that's, like, it probably sounds like a big help, the fact that there's a 2008 miniseries based on I it. Fr- fr- that was, like, a forgotten memory. My yeah. first thing was, and this is only recently, was, was Snowpiercer, which I, because I just got so mad that they made a, a thing about it. Anyway, <laughs> moving right along. Yeah, I'm like, that movie, don't touch that movie. That's a great movie. Also, one of the best I know what babies taste like. Since that same filmmaker was the first uh, a Korean filmmaker to win Best Picture last year. Oh, oh yeah, pop. Parasite, right. baby. That's it, if you don't mind. I'm going to run through the other hints that you guys didn't select. Yeah. Um, so, the first, number one, the male filmmaker. Is there a hint ha- that just says it's Crash? <laughs> <laughs> Cla- uh, we'll Both see. of you hate this movie. I'm, su- I'm, super, seri- I'm super curious about uh, how- where you're going to guess. Number one, the male filmmaker has been Me Too'd. Paul Haggis. 
Mm, um, whatever. Number four. A <laughs> that, that doesn't narrow it down a lot. The, the, uh, the number That's, four. There's a lot, going around, a lot of that going around right now. Number four. This was supposed to be more vague. A stacked cast including Brandon Fraser, Chris Ludacris Bridges, and Ryan Phillippe. <laughs> His first name is Chris. Yeah, I think like Ludacris and Ryan Phillippe would have gotten me. Would, that, would, it, would you have known that? Yeah. Okay. Because no other Best Picture I winner has Ludacris in it. I, I would not have gotten that. I, I personally would have like blanked out on that. Um, the next year, Martin Scorsese's *The Departed* took home Best Picture. That's oh, a great damn, movie. You were just orbiting around this. Yeah. Uh, next one. Here's something crazy. These are so obscure. Uh, won the <laughs> NAACP uh, Image Award for Outstanding Motion Picture, the Black Reel Award for Outstanding Ensemble, and the Black Reel Award for Outstanding Film. Really? Well, I walk my fucking comments back. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like now I'm he, confused. People are giving. This I'm trying movie to be an ally over here. Of, fucking. Uh, yeah, a lot of credit here. Um, Two more. A film by the same filmmaker uh, as Third Person, Red Hot, and The Next Three Days. Uh, continuing, I hate this filmmaker, although he's directed on my favorite miniseries of all time. Mm, show Mini- Me a Hero. Show Me a Hero, which as much as I... Because I saw In the Valley of Allah, which is an absolutely god-awful movie. Uh, I hated it, and then I saw Show Me a Hero, and I was like, I was like, oh, wow, I can't believe that, that that same person did this. And then he like jacks off in such a Paul Haggis way. Not a Me Too thing, but uh, <laughs> at the at the very end of the show. But it takes them a while to get bad. But anyway, one last one. The number ten. The film cost six point five million dollars. Oh, my grossed, fingers back, baby. Let's go. Come on. It cost and grossed one hundred one point two million. It's American. It runs one hundred twelve minutes. Objective. It's, it's American. It's American. Objectively, it has not aged well. <laughs> hey. Yeah. yeah. All right. Controversial winner. Fucking yeah. traffic was way better. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm getting real close. Mike. That's that's a, that's an interesting <laughs> ASMR slow readers. But hey, that's how you play. Let's Gatekeeper. do it. Let's do it. Let's do it, baby. Six to eleven. I want that five back. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan, for some reason, thinks the game is still going. We're still going. We're still doing this. We got round two, right? Speaking of which, we're gonna we do, we'll, we'll take a pause in this game. When we, when we come back, we're gonna do in round two. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you so much. Uh, good job for for winning. Yeah, Gabriel, thanks for playing. Gabriel, you won. Good job, Ethan. Winning champ. You gave him. A, you gave him a run for his money. Time, time to play basketball. Yeah. Mm. Now, time to play, now time for us to play basketball. <laughs> Told you it was gonna happen. Poor Lou. This guy's gonna lose that. Anyway, <laughs> but I tell you, what, we're gonna go on break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about uh, final thoughts for the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we're gonna end the show. Cool. cool. All right. Cool. cool. Break. break. Hey, we're back. Hi. Mil- milk thistle. Milk thistle. Milk thistle break. Milk thistle. <laughs> That's really hard to say. I'm actually milk, milk thistle break. break. Yeah. Milk th- you know milk what's really thistle. hard to say? April twelfth. I know you got time. You. you, you Your you birthday. Got, April twelfth, twelfth. You know how April long? 12th? When I was young, yeah, because right, it's like the the the. the. Sure. <laughs> anyway. It's also my mom's birthday. April twelfth. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Ethan's finally getting Audio like really comfortable. He keeps like leaning back, being like, yeah, like yeah, oh, let's yeah, go, yeah. let's go. Dude. That is your mom's birthday, the, isn't it? That, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I would that. never <laughs> joke about your motherfucker. Uh, but that said, yes. uh, slow readers. I'm still Gabe. I'm still Daniel. I'm here. <laughs> There's milk thistle. This will break over here. I'm definitely gonna have some milk thistle after this. I'm okay, I brought it. If it. you want, I mean, I'll, some I'll take some milk thistle. And you should. You yeah, animal obsessed. Anyway, I, I, I have it, I have it open in my myself. in my Amazon shopping right now. Milk thistle. Yeah. We go to go to herb. There's an herb pharmacy thing. I'll I'll, I'll bring yeah, I'll, I'll bring you back. I'll bring you. Gotcha. Well, that's anyway, it. Anyway, yes. Let's, let's go into the fucking content. Let's huh? let's do a little thing we like to do called. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Mm. Uh, let's do. Let's do Ethan Middle, Gabe. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts. Is there anything that you want to say about like ultimately how you felt about reading this particular story? Because again, you haven't really read his, his, no, his food writing yeah. all that much. Uh, how would you feel about this story? So, if you remember correctly, listeners, also, I wasn't that hot on Legends of the Fall. I thought it was good. I thought it was a really, really good thing. It just wasn't my thing, and I, I got it, but it didn't do much for me. And when I bought this book, because really, again, I love food writing so much. And I gave it to you, and I didn't stop reading it, not because I didn't like it, but just because I got bored. Mm-hmm. And finally, reading the title story, it's just a, such a wonderful piece of food writing. I absolutely like... It's just so engrossing. I love reading about... I, you know, I, I love food culture. It's just mm-hmm. it's just something that... like I, I've never found a job that suited me better than being in the restaurant industry. And I love, I love restaurants. I love the restaurant industry. And I love food. Food is the thing that brings me the most joy in the world with zero, with very little guilt. So reading this was just wonderful. The descriptions. I want to try everything now. I, I want like, like my, my in my mind. I'm like, I'm turning 35 in two years. That's kind of a milestone. Mm-hmm. I should have a 37 course meal for my 35th birthday. <laughs> and it just puts that thought in my mind that you know instead of like 
buying presents or asking for presents from my birthday. It's like, this is, as a gang, go out and get a fucking top-notch meal. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, that's so much better. It's the best kind of birthday that you yeah. only want to do once you reach a certain age. Yeah, once you're an age, you stop wanting toys. I you want start party. realizing. <laughs> you stop wanting to do shots and yeah. you realize for that we're same amount of money. We're going to get fucked up, right? Yeah, we're going to get fucking trash. We're going to get fucked up. We're going to get fucking trash. No, instead, we're going to get a fucking phenomenal meal and have two bottles of wine and just live our lives. And get fucked up. And get fucked up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Milk Thistle Do you E-break. have Red Bull? Milk Thistle E-Break. <laughs> Milk Thistle E-Break. Ethan? How would you um, feel about reading this? Uh, I don't know how much uh, 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 food writing you, you you read at all. Not a lot. Uh, man, I don't even read menus. Um, <laughs> the um, first and last thoughts on this. Um, I felt I, it was self-indulgent, but not in a pretentious way, because what I liked is he comes from a farming family. Um, so he knows if you come from a farming fam- family, you're auto- unless it's a factory farm, fuck those, um, <laughs> which everyone fucking believes, um, then you understand sustainability. And that's, I liked, um, at a point too, he was, <laughs> I like how he's contemplating his, his own mortality. And, and I cannot express this enough. The decadence and exorbitance and, and just almost, I mean, it's, it's too, um, too well thought out to be uh, obnoxious, but it, it reading this menu like half of the text is just the menu he's just going through and he's like i went into the grass and the earth felt a little bit closer to my feet than it usually does like you know he's describing (laughs) exactly yeah exactly (laughs) um i it made me want to and actually if you have time i want to address Mm -hmm. that question that you asked because i have an answer yeah um we'll we'll, Um, we'll get to it after um uh, daniel's final thought sure sorry sorry okay no right yeah it's my turn right okay um I the end of it made me want to. I, I I remember telling you guys yesterday, and you actually well, you reminded me. Mm-hmm. So, um, you're like, you asked if we can make ramen because I told you I was gonna cook cook for you guys. Yeah, and you're, and I said drunkenly, I need. I need both of you for ten hours. Yeah, <laughs> and I need like you know. You cornered but, Daniel several times. Like you're my Sue. You got you got to be my Sue. Did I say that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Daniel aggressively he, delegated. Dan, Daniel about as junk is like what? I'm not <laughs> suing anything. What do you want me to do? <laughs> like, but basically, after reading this, it made me want to do that. So mm-hmm. milk thistle. Milk thistle. Yeah, cool. Um, Daniel, that, so what are your final thoughts on reading a really big lunch? Yeah, uh, final thoughts, just uh, real quick. I've had your cooking. Um, it's I've, really good. I uh, thank you. I. Uh, Stews and such. And also, I, I do know, like, Daniel, you're one of, like, my friends who I know that, along with our good friend Sabrina, with my three seasons, check her out. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, I can go out to a really good meal, and we're going to have a fucking, we're going to want to order the best amount of food to enjoy the maximum amount. Yeah, which is oddly, you know, speaking of which, um, there, I love I, I love so much of, like, the little details. Because, again, like, Jim Harrison is such a weird, interesting person. Yeah, he's uh, a I, fucking I, weirdo. I want to watch the one Anthony Bourdain episode uh, with him right after this. Because is that the one where he breaks his shoulder? No, that was Daniel Woodrell. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> On can a we, different episode. Can we get mobile before that? Sure. These are plans outside <laughs> of the show. Yes, yeah. that's, that's fine. But uh, but we're gonna do both. The but no, like somebody it, like because people talking about like like Jim Harrison because like they say that like oh Jim Harrison can be actually pretty intense to go out dinner with because like he'll he'll take like a taste of food that's like really solid and be like send it back. Oh, he'll, he'll, oh, so he'll, he's a he's a dickhead. No, he like you well, like can tell here <laughs> is that he has very high standards. Although, like, he's truly seeking pleasure at the same time. Like, yeah, he's self-indulgent he's, dickhead. Yeah, he's yeah. a crazy, demanding person. He, like, his yeah. writing's great, but, he, again, we're industry, industry for a long time. So oh, no, yeah. Anyone yeah. Is, he, he, he's not necessarily your friend. Like, when I ask, if it's a good place, I ask for salt. I'm sorry to cut you off. When it, I never if got I'm my salt a good at place, diner. Yeah, you know, I, you didn't. Um, what's that? He never got a salt at diner at the, at the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, they were they were frazzled. Yep. No, I I have to ask for it on the on the low because I don't want to like I don't want to insult the person. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, but the, the he so he sends it back. Yeah. But essentially, no, like, no, like kindness is not his priority in having a good meal. Yeah, he truly is is yes. is obsessively well he, like, he's the gourmand. He has very high standards. He, he is also he's clearly very used to like kind of French culture, not mm-hmm. necessarily hot cuisine. Um, because he done, that was, you yeah, said yeah, that yeah. that came out of your mouth like fucking hot like you were gestating like that was. 
That was love right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, they studied French for three years. But the, there's that. But there's the like. Yeah, no. I, I I love getting a little little insights. There's so many. I keep forgetting what specifically is in this story that's in the other ones because like he'll mention other things. He has a really yeah. great story he tells in another story about how like uh, it's similar. It's about like overfeeding pigs and how pigs like love you and everything. Yeah, like that's that. in the story. This yeah, that's, he, yeah, but he also mentions that like I'll like someone told me don't feed the pigs and I was like. Why not? They love it. <laughs> like, and that's kind of like his mindset about eating yeah. and enjoying life and he everything. He has that wonderful description in this one, where it's like um, he was overfeeding the pigs and he told him to stop. And he's like, and the pigs um, looked upon me yeah. like one with a, with a dull <laughs> grin, like one lo- looks upon their well-executed <laughs> their chef. Their favorite chef, yeah. yeah. Speaking and, of Pavlov, yeah. And like, yeah, it's like, and I love it. And again, like he he has such um. I, I'll compare him. He's also like, comparing humans to pigs, which is not wrong. Not wrong. Oh, he calls himself a, a piggy, like and everything yeah. like that. Like his, he's not self-loathing. He's self-deprecating, and I really, really, really love that. What yeah. is the difference? Uh, well, self-loathing is more hateful. Deprecating is kind of like I'm making a joke of myself. You're yeah, it's, self-effacing. I'm a, I'm yeah. a fat, funny guy. Yeah, yeah. self-deprecating is kind of funny. It's kind of like uh, Anthony and Tamina could do the, the Trump. How much? How much are you what? What? Nothing. What? You, what? what? <laughs> that was a question. That was you said Trump and like what's happening? Yeah. No, I'm I'm asking if you're good. Oh, I'm gonna. I'll let you guys know. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, All right. So, but but and th- that's it. Yes. Um. So like that's like it's a great story. I kind of get confused about what's in this and the other ones and whatnot. So I'm I'm really curious about this. That said, we have one little thing we have to do with this particular thing, right? Yes, sir. Brought to us by our old buddies by the Whip Round Podcast. Yay! Uh, brought to Shiny B Horny, aka Sean with me, Hayes. A little thing called. Hazy memories. Yep, ladies and gentlemen, please check out the Whip Around podcast. Our good friends back east for all your weird news needs. Whip Around is one word. Love to Dr. Phil and Shawnee B. Horny. Mm-hmm. Second place dick lover. Yeah. Milk Thistle. Ethan, <laughs> e-break. Milk yes, Thistle, sir. e-break. Mm. Years from now, when you remember having read this story, what is that little thing that's going to pop to your mind right away? What is your hazy memory? Yeah, ten grass. years from now, someone's going to be like, Jim Harrison's a really big lunch. The Did grass. you read this? The grass. The what? Oh, the, the way he the described the grass. Like, he... It's a very subtle description of how he felt heavier, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but the earth pushing up. It it was very poetic, and, you know, if he wanted to be poetic, that was a moment. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. Gabriel, here's Um, a memory. (laughs) Just, like, the wonderful descriptions of all the food for me. Like, it's just that thought. Like, like, weirdly enough, it is just that list after list after list of all the wonderful food. And I'm going to think, I'm going to, like, look in the corner and be like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna open that back up and see if I could ever try any of that food. No, the, you can. Yeah, I was very pleased to discover that there were there were not many terms in there I wasn't familiar with. Yeah, nice. And Dana, what about you? What was your hazy memory? Oh, uh, one thing that I've also uh, been misattributing to uh, Jar Depardieu. It was the other droid who was saying this, but mm-hmm. um, one of my favorite little things is that um, the guy who procured this whole like fucking crazy ass menu, put all this money, uh, money into it, and like you know. It's overindulgence, and his idea is that, like, is it was that it was telling him is like, well, I don't have any heirs, so like, I spoil my friends, right? Right, Mm -hmm. like, and that guy was another fascinating case, yeah. Like, they're all like, I'm so curious, like, I would love it if, like, the next story was him just like talking about his buddy, yeah. He definitely Mm -hmm. has, like, because he he mentions two people who are like, he's like, they're fucking geniuses, yeah, yeah, and and you and he mentions their like hobbies, yeah, and you're like, how do you how do you have time? What do you, you know? How do you uh, yeah, how do you afford to live like knowledge? this? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Clearly, a lot of them are like rich and also know like counts and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, Jim, Jim Harrison <laughs> right. is like the one American and um, and everything like that. Uh, you also see a lot a lot of Jim's uh, buddies kind of pop up in other things like you know he's friends with Mario Bartelli uh, and also friends with um, oh, I forget his name like yeah, Russell yeah, Russell Chitham I think it's his name who's mentioned at the very start who basically does the uh, basically anytime you see one of those paintings those landscape paintings on the cover of a Jim Harrison mm-hmm. novel that's the artist cool who like also is like a Montana guy and he also pops up in the Anthony Bourdain episode Montana so, guy uh, love the dude that's it um, so shoving this book away well, I have my shit on I'm not right now. I'll do it right now uh Ethan, yes, sir. thank you so much for being our guest. I I am tickled to death uh, to quote my stepdad. Hi, this is great. Hey. With uh, milk thistle, uh, stepdad e break. Uh, if if you don't, stepdad and if you stepdad don't, make that, if you don't mind, <laughs> how to make the cut? Anyway, go ahead. Do you have anything that you want to say in terms of like where can people find you? Do you want to point like attention somewhere? Got <sighs> plugs for us. Um, Do you want to hashtag All Lives Matter? I know you're huge. <laughs> Kidding! Yeah. Jesus Christ! Both of you did not say that. You both were like, yeah, no, and I'm well, like, no. only because now I have to be like, obviously, <laughs> I don't. You put, you put it on him. Obviously, now I, I support black black people above that stupid all lives matter thing. Don't be sarcastic on my account. Nah, it's not cool. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saving face. Um, uh, do I have something to say? Yeah. Um, 
Milk thistle is good for the liver. Uh, it works on all three phases. Great. If you don't mind, we should probably end this. The battery's about to die again. Okay, sure, sure. Um, thank you so uh, much for being here, Ethan. Loved it, loved uh, it. It's been fantastic having you. Hopefully we get to like record again with you. Yeah. yeah. You're always no, we welcome will. to Older No, we will, we will. Yeah. You you come to my place, huh? All right, we'll come over there, we'll record. We're on it. Right. Cool. That's it. Bye, everybody. Guys, see you next week. Listen to any other episode for plugging. Up next week, uh, Christy Brandon, uh, Murderbot Diaries. Love you guys. Yeah. Bye. Bye. This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topcountradio.com. Top